Welcome to another episode of Calling Old Hollywood. I'm your host, Kat Lively, and my guest this week is the incredible Marley Renfro. Hello, Marley. Hi, Kat. How are you? (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. And we're very very excited. My pleasure. (laughs) Wonderful. We're very excited to speak with you. And um, for the for the listeners, um, so you were you your 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 most credible role right now was um, you were actually in the Alfred Hitchcock's film Psycho. You were Janet Lee's body double. Yes. You were also um, you were on the cover of Playboy. You were in a Francis Ford Coppola film. You've done quite a lot. I'm I'm really excited to hear these stories. So where did uh, when you were when you were first getting started? Were you interested in film and television from a young age? Uh, no, um, not at all. Um, when I uh, uh, when I graduated from high school. Uh, I was registered at uh, Bradbury School of Design in uh, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and I got a job uh, in the, uh, for the summer at uh, uh, let's see, uh, Pacific. I think. Oh darn it! Anyway, a savings and loan in uh, downtown Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and um, uh, they had me uh, enter a beauty contest or something like that for them, I guess, with uh, other savings and loans. I don't know. I don't remember. I was 17. Mm-hmm. I was 17 when I graduated from high school. But anyway, that led to other uh, beauty contests. And uh, um, uh, a lady, um, she had the Blue Bell Modeling Agency. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she signed me up and uh, got me into local um, commercials and uh, at the old Mirador Hotel I posed around the uh, pool in a bathing suit and walked around the grounds in a sundress this was in 1955 Mm -hmm. or early 56 somewhere in there and uh, flew to uh, me and uh, another model flew uh, to uh, Lake Mojave and we uh, did horseback riding and water skiing and a whole bunch of things there advertising for uh, Lake Mojave Ranchos mm-hmm. uh, on television. Um, uh, so it just went on from there. Uh, I, I was at a um, beauty contest down at Venice, uh, Muscle Beach, mm-hmm. and uh, I came in second, and uh, the uh, girl who got, came in first, uh, Barbara Thomason or something like that, uh, she went on to marry um, Mickey Rooney. Oh, wow, yes. Uh-huh. Heard of, and, Ma- heard, uh, of, uh, heard of Mickey Rooney once or twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's a uh, um, uh, man came up to me. He was really old. I mean, I was just, what, 17 at the time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, he, uh, uh, he was called NTG, Niles T. Garland. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me that... Um, they're having auditions uh, for dancers in Vegas, and you really don't 
uh, have to really know how to dance, just look uh, pretty walking around on the stage. Mm -hmm. So I went to um, went to those uh, the audition. I got hired, and uh, so um, uh, I went up to Vegas. Uh, this was in May of 1956. I had just turned 18, mm -hmm. and I was a chorus dancer there. And uh, it was Vegas. Gee, there were only about I don't know six, seven hotels or resorts on the Strip, mm -hmm. and we were at the uh, El Rancho Vegas. And uh, I have some history with that. Yeah. Um, it uh, it opened on my third birthday. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. And then uh, when I was at the Savings and Loan, a group of us uh, 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 went up to Vegas uh, for the weekend, and we stayed at the El Rancho. Amazing. So yeah, yeah. What was I Vegas like there. back then? So there obviously there weren't there weren't as many hotels, but I'm just wondering how much it's changed throughout the years. Oh my goodness, it's a huge city now. Yeah, it's just then night and day. It was a little town. Everybody knew everybody, mm -hmm. uh, and we all visited each other's uh, shows. If you know, if we uh, uh, we would go in a group, like us dancers, we'd go uh, to uh, various shows. Um, it uh, it was fun. It really was. It was just. It was a fun time. Um, uh, one of the uh, stars uh, that was uh, at the El Rancho was um, Joe E. Lewis. He was a comedian mm -hmm. and uh, from Chicago days, back in the days, those kind of days. And uh, he, uh, uh, they um, had a movie uh, came out, uh, The Joker is Wild. Mm -hmm. And it was about his, it was his story, basically, his oh, bio. Wow. And it starred um, Frank Sinatra. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they had the premiere at uh, the little theater in downtown uh, uh, Vegas. And uh, we all had our, I don't remember which costume we had, but uh, we acted as uh, ushers for the uh, the film. And it was my first time I'd ever seen, actually, Actually, it's the uh, no. It was the first time I've been to a um, uh, premiere, mm -hmm. and uh, that's one heck of I, a first premiere. Oh my yes. god! <laughs> and, and it, uh, I, I was amazed that you know when uh, um, an actor first appeared on screen, people would applaud. Yes. And I never think, of course, you know, just going to the movies, you don't see that. Right. So, yeah. Um, did you meet Sinatra? I don't think so, no. Uh -uh, I don't remember that. Yeah. So... I would, you know, okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's all right. No, no, I could just ramble on. Oh, I was, <laughs> was going to... So... When you so you're you're at the ushers you're, you're you're one of the ushers for the for the premiere you know and you're doing all of this stuff how did all of these um, these kind of experiences they seem to kind of domino they just went from one thing to another to another for you 
Um, yes. So when did uh, the film, when was the first time you were approached or how did you find out about um, the kind of like body double work for, uh, for Psycho? Okay. Well, I'll tell you, just let me uh, uh, get into uh, that period of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Vegas for a year and a half, and then um, I left there and went home. My parents lived in Hollywood, and I went home for a couple of weeks, and then I flew to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew one person there, but anyway... Um, I stayed at the Barbizon Hotel for Women for two or three weeks, and then uh, got an apartment, a lady, uh, shared an apartment, uh, you know, with uh, two other girls. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I got a job as receptionist for uh, Fiat Motors, their uh, um, American headquarters, Mm -hmm. and and I was, uh, I don't know, uh, two or three weeks something like that but anyway I, I auditioned uh for a part uh at the uh, latin quarter um uh lou walters uh barbara walters father owned it mm-hmm. and it was all and uh me and another girl were hired to um uh announce each uh uh coming act we would have a little poem to say something like that and we did that for a week or two or something then they got us into uh uh into the dancing and uh so i was a dancer uh, they had uh, uh i at least two uh levels of dancing they had the ponies which were shorter that was me i was about five four and then the the larger dancers and then of course then they had the showgirls that were like six feet tall right but uh, that was now that you know at in uh, vegas we um wore just nice little costumes uh uh like like a full full-size bathing suit you know that's and and they were really pretty just anyway but um we didn't really do a lot of dancing so we walked around um we were uh uh, a background for our boss renee moldar and uh she was a dancer my goodness she just danced and danced and we're moving around behind her and you know showcasing her so we did a little bit of dancing but not much but boy did i i i'm a quick learner and i and i learned uh, at the latin boy did they dance and i remember uh um one uh because you you had a uh I don't know, two, three, four weeks, you'd have uh, this show. You know, I mean, they would put on huge productions, mm-hmm. and, and it was on uh, Paris. And so we did the Can Can, and uh, the uh, the outfits were uh, velvet and, and heavy and thick and, and many layers and everything. A lot of jumping, a lot of kicking, 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 one kick, you know, just on your left foot the whole time, the right leg going up. Anyway, Oh my goodness! I'd be soaking wet mm-hmm. uh, from that. But um, one time we were uh, we did uh, Arabian Nights. It was like his met, and, and yeah. uh, we danced around. And, and there was a, a couple. They come on and sing um, 
Uh, take my hand, I'm a stranger in paradise. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Well, one, uh, they would say it to each other. And well, one one night she didn't show up. So they had me mm-hmm. dressed in a costume. And and uh, so he said, I didn't have to say. They don't want me to say. But um, he sang to me. And, you know, when I, when I was growing up and it, whatever, I would see um, a musical, a television musical, and they'd sing to each other. And I'd, I'd think, how can they do that and not laugh? Somebody sing to me. <laughs> yes. well, I had, yeah, I had the hardest time uh, not giggling. And mm-hmm. I know my chin you know, moved <laughs> up and down, you know, just trying to hold myself in. Then another, another time, uh, a showgirl didn't show up. And who did they have? Me. Mm-hmm. So I had to wear it. And, and they had these these uh, uh, stairs on either, they start way up high and they curve down to the stage. Mm-hmm. And so I have this huge headdress and this outfit on, and uh, I don't know what else I did, but I thought, oh, uh, I, I was uh, really afraid that I was going to catch my heel yes. on this anyway. So that, and then I went to uh, uh, let's see, um, Don Arden came in with his own uh, troupe of dancers, and they just hired a few. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't one of them. So um, I went down to Miami Beach and I was down there, oh, from uh, in 1958, oh, spring to just before Christmas around then. and came back to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I, um, I, I had uh, formal pictures taken you know for my portfolio right. and I started that's when I started modeling and I had uh, on the uh, my dad was in my parents were in real estate and they were at uh, uh, resort areas and uh, uh, he advertised heavily on television and one of the directors of uh, I think it was uh, channel 11 channel 11 or channel 5 uh, he was one of the directors when my dad was there, and, and I went quite a few times uh, to uh, you know to the television when he was on there, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, he got me some jobs. He knew photographers, got me some jobs, and uh, uh, I was um, looking for a place where I could uh, lay down and. Uh, um, have a full tan rather than uh, marks that you have to cover up with makeup, you know, ba- uh, bathing suit marks. Yeah. Well, he and his wife were uh, nudists, and he says, why don't you, uh, he says, uh, why don't you uh, come in, uh, with us uh, to the nudist camp, and you could just be there and take care of your tan that way. Mm-hmm. So I did, and that, so I was a nudist and played volleyball. I a volleyball Amazing. That is so eccentric and I love it. So, uh, and uh, so I started out modeling at $10 an hour and I did that for a few weeks and they said, no, you got to, you know, you go up to 25 an hour, just, just cut it right then. And, and so I, I did. 
and I didn't have any uh, complaints from uh, photographers on that. So uh, one of the photographers that I worked with a lot, uh, I worked a lot with Ron Vogel and uh, um, Mario Casilli, and I was mm-hmm. working with Mario Casilli, and uh, he says um, they're um, they're looking for a model or something out at uh, Universal mm-hmm. uh, for some film or something. So uh, he gave me the phone number, so I called and made an appointment and I got there and I talked to this guy and I was wary of um, Hollywood producers. Yeah. You know, I'd heard stories as to- Rightfully so. Yeah, I never had an agent. I always did it all myself. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, that's when I found it was Alfred Hitchcock. I went to see him and we talked and had me stripped down to just my underpants and then I had to get dressed and went over and had uh, I had to get uh, approval from uh, Janet Lee. had to strip down from her because we're about the same size and about the same body um, uh, shape and everything. Mm-hmm. So I was hired for two or three days and I wound up working for a week. And uh, it was $500 and I would have done it for free just to be in Hitchcock's, Mr. Hitchcock's uh, presence and watch him work. It's a like, huge fan. That is such, then, that is such an honor. Yeah. I mean, what was, what was that like, that first meeting and, and were you nervous? Well, uh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, being a nudist, to me, it was just natural. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, um, the, uh, I went, they took me on the set, so I saw uh, the, actually the sound stage and uh, the little, oh, the, where the shower scene is, and it was really quite small compared to the cavernous, you know, sound stage. And, and they had some interiors of the house in there too, and also the, uh, some of the, you know, rooms and stuff at the motel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I saw what it looked like and everything. And so I reported for um, work, I can't remember what it was, few days or whatever and uh i was in makeup quite a few hours but anyway uh makeup uh, man um he walked me to uh the sound stage and i had uh, i remember uh, a blue and white seersucker robe and house slippers and we walk up to the door of the sound stage. Now there's red lights blinking, and it says uh, "closed set, no admittance." So we get up and we open the door, and off to the right is a set of bleachers, mm-hmm. which that wasn't there the other day when I went there. And it was most, I guess, men. I don't know if there was women. I I recognized. Um, Brian Keith, that's the only one I recognize there. I heard that there were some others that I can't remember their names, but mainly they were um, uh, reporters, journalists, reporters, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh boy, they're expecting a stripper or something like that, you know, to give them a show. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, what am I going to do? So I go in and I stand around for a while and then. 
uh, uh, Mr. Hitchcock says, okay, uh, we need you now. So I thought, okay. So I just calmly took my robe off and I did some stretching exercises and walked over and didn't pay attention to anybody, you know, really just followed his directions. But um, one of the uh, uh, reporters noted that, that I, my demeanor uh, just put everybody at ease. That's great. Yeah, uh, which was what I wanted. And um, I figured that, you know, working there, I figured that, Every uh, he told everybody, you know, mm-hmm. uh, no hanky panky, nothing. I want everything serious. Nothing, nothing. No, you know, I don't right. want any smirks. You know, whatever. And it was all, all very, very professional. The uh, the whole time I was there, and uh, uh, Tony Perkins, he was there. I, I guess a couple of days. He was. Uh, in New York rehearsing a play or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything I did was one take for everything. And uh, except when um, uh, when uh, Tony pulls me out of the bathtub and, and wraps me in the shower curtain, he bends down to pick me up uh, with his back. And of course, I'm dead weight. And he gets me about six inches off the uh, ground and bang, down I go again. Yeah. So uh, they told him how to uh, put his legs under him and lift that way. So he did. Oh, my gosh. And uh, actually, the only part I didn't like during the whole thing was uh, when he uh, got me in the trunk. There was It was just metal. They didn't have a blanket or, or anything, nothing cushioning or anything. So that's the only part I didn't like. That sucks. <laughs> they, they should have done something for you. Yeah. Oh, and everybody had to uh, sign a disclaimer um, not to disclose anything. Right. And so I didn't. I didn't say anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, I told my parents I was working on a movie with Mr. You know Hitchcock, but that was it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Playboy flew me to Chicago a few weeks after I did Psycho, and uh, that's when I uh, uh, posed for. I'm on the cover of the September of 1960 issue, mm-hmm. and I'm on uh, uh, in the July issue. I have two full pages. It's uh, uh, the article is called The Nude Look, and it's the fashion of the day, but with uh, clear plastic uh, dresses. Wow. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was. That, and then uh, when I had my um, exit interview, uh, that's what I met Hef, mm-hmm. uh, at the time they were doing the finishing touches on the uh, very first uh, Playboy Club. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I asked Hef, uh if I went home and squared things away and came back, could I have a job there? And he said, sure. So I did. I went home and packed up my things and flew to Chicago and uh, got a job at the very first uh, Playboy Club as a bunny. So I'm one of the original Playboy bunnies. That's incredible. Uh-huh. When you first started 
getting into all of this, could did you ever have any goals? Like, you know, with the nudism or with the modeling, did you ever have a goal to say, hey, I, I want to be in Playboy or I want to do this or this, or did it all just come to you as it came? It came, It uh, you know, I'm try. I don't think, I'm not a goal-ridden person, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Um, I just uh, wing it, I guess you could say. I have my whole life, like, just uh, moving, you know, to New York or moving down to Miami or moving to Chicago or I moved to uh, Phoenix, you know, for three years mm-hmm. when I was uh, older. But uh, that's, um, you know, uh, I, 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 I've, I've done a lot of things. I've been a waitress, uh, like at uh, Playboy. I was a cocktail waitress there. Oh. I, when I was first hired, because um, uh, they had uh, been open for, I don't know, less than a week or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, I didn't have a um, a, uh, a, a bunny outfit. Uh, I was, uh, I was a, a few, I guess maybe for a few days, I wore a, uh, a black leotard. Oh, wow, and yes. They, um, they had me work at the door uh, getting uh, uh, collecting the keys and the members and you put them up on a, a board magnetized mm-hmm. board or something so uh, I was on salary but I saw that the waitresses were really making money and I asked if I could be a waitress and they said sure uh, have you, do you have any experience no oh no you can't so I quit mm-hmm. and I got a job as a cocktail waitress at the cloisters which is uh, a jazz club there and so I was a waitress for about two weeks there and I went back to Playboy and told him I had experience so then I <laughs> you did it got hired for the uh, uh the new uh shift which I really enjoyed that's great and, uh, and yeah and the men didn't touch you or anything it was the women that always had to jiggle your ears and your bunny tail and stuff yeah. <laughs> yes oh was... and uh, like you go to a bar uh any place and uh for a regular drink it was 35 cents at that time mm-hmm. and uh but at the playboy it was a dollar 50. jeez what i'd give for those yeah. prices now <laughs> oh my yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, but that sounds like that, that's just. So, how long were you um, working at the at the Playboy Club in Chicago? Uh, spring to fall mm-hmm. of uh, of sixty. I, oh, I, and plus, um, uh, my roommate uh, Lene, uh, and it was I think it was in I don't know August or something like that. She's old. Psycho was playing. Um, let's go see it, and I I had seen. A few things other than the shower scene uh, done, mm-hmm. and I thought, "Oh, how boring!" I know, you know what it is, but uh, we went to do it, and it scared me half. <laughs> really did. I beat it. Yeah, like Jaws. What? Oh that, that that got me too. Isn't it crazy, the process of, of filming, you know, you're kind of, you're working all these little tedious parts and you're going through the motions, but when the finished product is there on screen, it's like it's a completely different thing than what you were doing, even though you were part of it. Yes. And it, yes, and it's all, because uh, a lot of people uh, ask me, um, well, weren't you, uh, weren't you scared? 
And I said, no, it's basically all uh, in slow motion. Yeah, so, yeah. What it was. So, uh, and uh, they said, oh, well, uh, did they, uh, um, uh, they put uh, cold water on you, you know, to have you scream, because he had me scream also. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, no, I, all the time, um, I had uh, nice warm water on me. So that was just a, a complete authentic scream. How did you channel that? What do you mean? I mean, just like, how did you make it so believable? Was there like, was there a method or was it just? No, well, I just, I just uh, you know, it uh, it shows, you know, like Janet with her mouth wide open and, ah, you know, and I didn't at all. It just played like I was, I was being cut and I just, it was like, oh, no, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's all I could think of. I couldn't think of a loud scream. It just, it didn't fit. To me, it didn't, so. That's amazing. When you look back, when you look back on specifically those two things, you know, working with Playboy and, you know, being in one of the most iconic horror films of all time, did you, did you at any point or anyone around you kind of realize the magnitude that it was going to be or have? No, no, uh, 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 no one uh, on the set. I doubt very much if uh, they had any idea that it would really have the impact that it has had yeah. on society and uh, the film industry. Mm-hmm. Really, um, uh, uh-uh. and um, nobody knew about me because I never said anything. Mm-hmm. until later and um i got married in uh oh, let's see november of 61 and uh oh, i had some friends i don't i probably mentioned it i don't know if i did or not to me it was no big deal mm-hmm. it really wasn't so right as those things go it's always i find it's always kind of outsiders that aren't in the industry or or don't you know they, they they're more akin to oh my goodness you know so and so or this or that but it's it is kind of when you're in it it just is what it is everyone's you know we're all just people kind of doing a job yes definitely so definitely you know that's where yeah but that's just uh, sorry that's okay when i came when i left uh uh chicago and came back to la i got into modeling again and i did uh um, uh, some uh, risk risque movies. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what they were at the time. Um, they would be on television now. In fact, they'd be very mild on television. Actually, they just showed breasts, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, one was in uh, Searchlight, Nevada, and it was about a, uh, a miner riding his horse out in the desert. And a horse shies at something. He falls off and hits his head. And then um, after that, every once in a while, he'd get a crick in his neck, and 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 whoever, who, whichever female he's looking at, all of a sudden she doesn't have a top. 
<laughs> oh that's my god. That's the premise for that. Amazing. Oh yes. my goodness. That's yeah. crazy. So it's like some kind of deja vu fever dream. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then, uh, what's that? Yeah, after that, I filmed one. Uh, it was at a dude ranch or something in Vegas. I, it's, um, I can't even remember. I can't even remember the name of the movie, but it had two comedians in it. And uh, I, I, as I say, I don't, I can't remember the name of it. But uh, then after that, um, I worked with uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. He was still a uh, student at uh, UCLA uh, Film School. And mm-hmm. uh, his thing was uh, about a voyeur. Uh, and he has me uh, uh, just doing different things. And, and this guy is looking, peeping Tom and all of that. And so it wounds up that they combine the minor film and and uh, uh, Coppola's film together mm-hmm. and they call it Tonight for Sure. Yes. So what, uh-huh. what was it like working with Francis Ford Coppola? You know, uh, I, it, he's amazing, mm-hmm. uh, really. Uh, I knew that, you know, he, he's, let's see, I'm a year, a year and uh, four days older than he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I just looked uh, a couple of years ago. My husband asked me, uh, "Are we about? Are you older or younger or whatever?" So I looked him up, and he's uh, he's April seventh, and I'm April third, and he's a year later, thirty nine. I'm thirty eight. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just I, I saw so many things that he did that reminded me of uh, Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. So many he knew exactly, like Hitchcock knew exactly what he wanted, exactly. And he had on the set, he had like it was a, a hunter's tent. It's, uh, it was black and it, it goes, say, up uh, uh, three or four feet on the sides and then it angles, you know. It's, mm-hmm. I'd say it was about 10 by 12 or 12 by 14. Anyway, it's big. And he had this long table, that's all, in there. And he had a chair. And when he wasn't out directing, he was in that chair going over things. Wow. So he knew exactly. And there was one time, let's see, when is it? Oh, I'm, uh, ha- I'm kneeling. I'm on my knees in the uh, uh, tub where I've, uh, I've got my hand. Mm-hmm. on the uh on the shower curtain to pull myself up mm-hmm. and uh so I'm, he has my i have i'm there and so um he takes a um tape measure from the uh camera lens over to my left nipple mm-hmm. <laughs> just calmly mm-hmm. <laughs> to me it was i was laughing on the inside sort of I don't know I just think about it now and it just is uh, funny but it was uh, very business it wasn't any hanky panky didn't touch me or anything but um, (laughs) and in that scene you can just barely barely make out real fuzzy uh, my left breast so he was angling it so strategically huh 
So what he was doing with the tape measure, he was angling it so strategically with the camera, the way that he was going yeah. to angle it in the picture. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Um, there's a movie that came out in uh, 17, 2017 called 7852. Yes. And uh, it's a, a full-length documentary uh, based, and it's the first time there's ever been a full-length mo movie made that's based solely on one scene from another film, yeah. and that scene is a shower scene. Amazing. And it's it's a, a interview. I'm in that too. They interview me, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, actors and directors, photographers, uh, oh, just a whole bunch of people in the business, and uh, talk about the genius of uh, uh, Hitchcock is just absolutely. Uh, I've seen it five. Yeah, I've seen it five times, and I still, I know if I see it again, I'll find something else new. It's just amazing, his his mind. Oh, and another thing, mm -hmm. um, I know, I didn't know what uh, uh, his wife looked like, uh, uh, Alma, mm -hmm. and she could have been on the set. I didn't, you know, there weren't many people, there were very few, you know, who came on the set that weren't supposed to be there. Right. Vera Miles, Vera Miles and uh, John Gavin, oh, and uh, Marty Balls, they stopped by, mm -hmm. uh, other than, uh, um, oh, uh, Perkins, and then Janet Lee. I saw everything Janet Lee did in the shower, mm. everything. Yes. She wore a, uh, a full, uh, full length um, uh, one piece okay that, that's the word one piece uh, swimsuit and mm -hmm. it was uh, a pearlized uh, tan just straight across the top and you know all the way down oh wow yeah mm -hmm. that's crazy so you know I was on uh, let's see they, uh, uh, Oxygen Channel uh, did a revision of I've Got a Secret Mm -hmm. And uh, we were vacationing up in uh, Big Bear uh, in uh, 2001 for the suburb. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were watching television, and I've Got a Secret came on. And it's uh, and they said, if you've got a secret, ba, 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 call this number. Well, it was too fast, and I couldn't write it down. So we made sure that we watched it again, and so it came on. So I had pencil and paper ready. So I called. And you get a, uh, you know, an answering machine. And so I said, I'm not famous, but I did something famous. Mm -hmm. I was Janet Lee's acting double in the shower scene, a psycho. So they called back. And after quite a few phone calls and stuff, uh, they had me uh, come down you know, to uh, take the show. Brilliant. Anyway, talking to them, I told them that I was also on the cover of the uh, of Playboy. And they said, oh, bring bring." down we'll put it on the uh, coffee table in front yeah you know of what talking so uh, I did I took it down and I wondered I don't know somebody the producer or whatever said oh we got to call Playboy to get their permission to have it there and so she was gone for about five minutes or so and she comes back and she says no can do oh, they wow. wouldn't allow her and they said besides she's dead <laughs> oh my gosh yeah this whole thing how did this happen yeah. oh she it, uh what's her name Myrna something I think her name is Myrna anyway she modeled for Saul Bass to do the storyboard mm -hmm. 
that and so um, a handyman uh, or some or whatever uh, killed her, thinking that she was the uh, the body double in the movie. <gasps> wow. Yeah, and then um, um, when I was modeling. Uh, uh, one of my biggest fans, I didn't know it at the time, but I found out uh, later, uh, was um, Robert Graysmith. Mm-hmm. He wrote Zodiac. Yes. Well, he wound up, he wrote my biography. Wow. And uh, I'm, uh, uh, he wrote my biography uh, is every other chapter. The other chapters are on um, a a uh, uh, serial killer who has a, a fetish uh, for older women mm-hmm. like his aunt and his mother and um, he also has uh, uh, a thing for psycho yes and find out reading the book my parents lived in Hollywood and he lived within a half a mile of him when I was visiting them back and forth. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. That's frightening. So he did. So he killed the wrong person. Yes. Gosh. Myra, Myra, I don't know. Yeah. There's something like that. Yeah. I can't even imagine how that must have felt when you first, when you initially learned, you know, when you kind of put the pieces together and learned that. That's just. Well, I didn't. I I found out in uh, uh, Robert's book. That's how I found out about it. He's the one that delved into it and brought it to light because nobody knew what, you know, uh, put the pieces together on it. Right. He is is, uh, uh, a um, meticulous person mm-hmm. i mean he really gets his facts down mm-hmm. uh-huh but that's just uh, I, I can't wrap my head around that number one just the whole thing of i'm gonna kill uh the body double but then also killing the wrong person but what that motivation would be in the first place to do something I like that idea. yeah uh-uh. that's crazy yeah, and, uh, I don't go into stuff like that either. That is a whole different realm yeah. of um, de- depravity, depravity, uh, Absolutely. Depravity. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh-uh. No, agreed, agreed. I'm not. I'm not a big fan on talking about all that stuff. It, it's just so. It's such a. It's such a strange story. Um, yeah. You know. It's but it, it does. It just kind of makes you think for a second. You just go, huh? Okay. Yeah. You know. That's that's know. so weird. Um, it but, was because yeah. we looked at each other and I said, well, I'm not. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you're going, I'm alive, I'm so here. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't have the presence of mind at that time. You know, how many times do you say, oh, I should have said or I should have asked. Anyway, I should have asked of uh, who they talked to at Playboy. Yes. Yeah. You know? Definitely. But I, how I met Robert Graysmith, um, I started uh, collecting magazines that I was in. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any. I had, uh, my mother had two, mm-hmm. uh, uh, two Playboys, the, the July and the September issue. And so I went on uh, eBay and started uh, bidding on magazines that I'm in. Yes. And um, I, I, one, I get 
And because I did win, you know, I mean, I wasn't the, the high bidder on all of them. But anyway, this one I get, and uh, I told the, uh, I told her that uh, that was me, and she says, "I wondered that mm-hmm. the, the seller." And uh, she says, by the way, the one that you just missed out on, the person who uh, was a winning bidder, uh, told me that he wanted to do an article on you. Yes. So I looked up the last one that I lost and uh, just uh, uh, sent a note to him, you know, hi, I'm Marley Renfro, and I understand you want to do a thing on me. So we started talking, and that's how the, uh, the book came up about. Mm-hmm. I, ne- I hadn't met him uh, at all. We just talked on the phone and emails. I love this reoccurring theme in your life that it just, it really is. It's like a domino. It's kind of one thing leads to another, leads to another. And it's and it's not, you know, you're not seeking it. You're kind of just following it and it's leading to these uh-huh. things. Yeah. That's amazing. I was on, I was on um, in uh, 86, I was on Wheel of Fortune mm-hmm. as a contestant. Mm-hmm. I, I lived in Phoenix at the time mm-hmm. and uh, flew to, uh, no, drove to Hollywood. In fact, it was, um, we taped on my mom's birthday in November, but mm-hmm. I won three out of four games. Jeez. Yeah. Oh my God. And then, and then I've been on Jeopardy twice. Wow. Um, Alex Trebek. But, uh huh. Wow. Or, yeah. Uh, not, as a, not as a person, but as a uh, answer question. Mm-hmm. Twice dealing with uh, psycho. Is uh, uh, yeah, psycho. How did you do on that? I didn't do anything. Uh, they just had me up there as question and answer. Oh, but um, I was saying, if you did, you win or or how did you did how did you do on it? I wasn't a I wasn't a contestant. Oh 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 okay okay got it sorry that's confusion. <laughs> um, yeah no my name was up there mm-hmm. along with Psycho. I see. Okay. And the answer and the first time it came up uh, was my seventy fifth birthday mm-hmm. and then the last time it came up it was about I don't know maybe four years ago and that was on uh, uh, Halloween night and uh, so. Uh, I went online and uh, I got the name of, well, anyway, I got the address of where uh, the producers are and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I wrote to, I just put on the Jeopardy writers Mm -hmm. down or whatever. And uh, I told them, you know, uh, how, uh, how, what a thrill, you know, of of, uh, being on there is, because I love the show. Yeah. and I said, if any of the writers want, you know, uh, uh, a signed, an autographed uh, picture of mine or whatever, I said, I just, oh, I'd be more than happy to, you know, yeah. as, as a thank you. So I got back and uh, I think about seven or eight of them uh, wanted something and some of them just a signature and others, you know, personalized. And then um, uh, the lady who wrote it is the... Uh, the head writer she says oh and by the way i'm the one who suggested you oh that's yeah, so sweet yeah. yeah yeah that was that's incredible mm-hmm. well i have two final questions for you um the one being for any listeners you know aspiring in the arts or you know theatrics of the world 
Uh, what advice would you give them to kind of begin on their journey? Uh, be yourself for one thing. Yeah. Uh, have confidence in yourself. Um, it's a rough business, you know, it's, it, um, because it there's so much emotion because you're giving of yourself. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you have that. You have to protect yourself. Um, and uh, I think I think that's basically keep your head about you. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I think that is uh, I. That's about the. I mean, that is basic. Right. You know. Right. Um, oh, also, um, uh, when was it? About a year ago, I, because uh, I have, I had three boxes of, uh, magazines, mm-hmm. uh, all my magazines and stuff, and I, I thought, gee, that, and they were in any kind of order or anything, and I didn't know how many I had of each one, so I, um, organized all of them. And then I thought, you know, should something happen to me? These aren't worth anything. So I, I um, autographed all of them, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, for my kids. Uh, so um, I found out that I'm in, a, so far that I know, because I keep finding new ones, so far right now that I know I'm in 68 different magazines. Wow. I'm on the cover of 15 Mm-hmm. And centerfold seven. Hey, that's incredible. Well, and yeah, all different ones, and some that say I'm on the cover. Then I'm also on the inside between two and eight pages. Mm-hmm. I think it's just incredible the work that you've done and this journey that you've kind of that life has taken you on. It's beautiful. I know. It has been a journey. I've uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, really, yeah. really, and I love the conventions. I just love I the, the the fans come up and they have to tell me uh, how you know if uh, how how long it was that they uh, kept the um, shower door locked. <laughs> you know, the From fear, yes. Locked. Yeah, oh my goodness! Or still, after all these years, or what they were doing, you know, in their life, you know, what was going on in their life at the time when they saw it, and how old they were, and stuff, and it, and some I have. I started uh, my first convention was, which Robert suggested to me, was WonderCon, and it was up in uh, San Francisco, and it was in I think uh, year two thousand, and uh. Then after that, WonderCon uh, switched down to uh, um, Orange County, Anaheim, mm-hmm. and so I went. I went to WonderCon. I, I was at there, I guess, about eight years, something like that. Wow! And I had some uh, fans who every year come by, have got to come by and see me, and I've seen their kids, grandkids grow, and all of that. That's so and, special. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, uh, two of the fellows, actors, uh, who portray, um, uh, oh, 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 shoot, oh, boy, you're lucky, that's all I said. Um, <laughs> it's 
okay. Oh, I have, I have a sailor's mouth. Oh, same. <laughs> These podcasts are just the PG. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, uh, Bates. Yeah, Norman Bates. Norman Bates, thanks. Of course. They portrayed Norman Bates uh, at um, uh, Universal uh, The Rides. You know, the... Uh, um, is the, one of them... Uh, is one of them's name Brian? Rohan. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know Brian. Yeah, I know, I know Brian as well. Oh, what a wonderful person he is, really. He, uh, uh, he actually... He just came on the podcast a few weeks ago, so we talked about... Yes. We talked about his work as, as uh, Jimmy Stewart and, and Norman and, yes. and everything that he yes. does. I'll have to I'll have to make sure he listens to this. <laughs> oh, he's oh he's just a, he really is he is a sweetheart, just a a talented young man. I mean, my goodness, he he just he melds into his uh, uh, his persona becomes his um, identity. Yeah, completely. Really. I love and, it. And yes, that is an art. That uh, is, huh? and it's and it's innate mm-hmm. to me. It's 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 something that I don't know if you could learn. You know, right? I, I mean, it's know. it's something you either have or you don't, and yeah. you know. I love the contrast of uh, the personas that he does because you have the all American you know, Mr. Rogers kind of guy, Jimmy Stewart. And then you have the polar opposite, um, you know, Norman Bates. And it's just, it's wonderful. It works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he got it. uh, uh, He had, uh, um, had it set up that um, my daughter and I, Erin and I uh, drove in and we were a guest of uh, Universal uh, theme park. Mm-hmm. Uh, for an afternoon or a day, I can't remember. It was quite a few hours we were there. Um, uh, we get there, and he says, uh, uh, "Oh, they they have a class going right now for um, uh, the uh, uh, tour drivers. You know, they have this little trailer thing where people, a whole bunch of people, get on and they yeah drive yeah. The so the the right. back the backlot tour." Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he said, uh, would you mind talking to him? I said, no. So I got up and talked. We talked about cycle, of course, and everything, and, and Q&A and everything. And that was, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, something like that. Yeah. And then we went to uh, uh, the uh, uh, motel, and he brought out a, a pan of red paint. So I put <laughs> red paint on the shower curtain and uh, handprints. Yes. And then on the walls and uh, sign my name and sign my name in the register and brilliant and uh, and a uh, bunch of our autographed a bunch of things and then I signed the inside of the mansion and while we were up there uh, the tour tour thing came by and so he says oh let's go out so we're on the porch and I'm down and he's behind me and he's like you know gonna grab me and everybody's saying oh watch out watch out mm-hmm. yes I love that he did that that is so special I'm so glad Isn't you mentioned that, that. Yeah, there are, are a total or were I don't know maybe still total of nine yes. um, yeah Gosh. so yeah he, that's where I met him was at WonderCon incredible incredible yeah thank I'm you so much <laughs> yes I'm a, uh, are we through? Oh, no, no, I, we're still talking. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also, uh, uh, on uh, conventions, a uh, Hollywood show, mm-hmm. I've, uh, let's see, I've, I think uh, four times here, uh, two in Burbank and two at uh, West and LAX, and then they, uh, uh, one in Vegas, mm-hmm. and uh, I've, uh, what's the other one? Monster Palooza. Mm-hmm. And then um, IFC, uh, who bought the uh, American uh, uh, film distribution rights for 7852. Yes. Um, they flew me to New York. They had a big booth at Chicago, uh, at, in New York there, um, Comic Con. So um, I was there a couple of days and then uh, did. Uh, some uh, uh, showings, they had showings and did Q&A there. But the best thing for me, well, oh, besides interviews, I did so many interviews there, just, oh, uh, uh, Time and Esquire and, and uh, People, and I don't know, there's about five different ones. Mm-hmm. But they put me up at the Marlton Hotel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't remember what street, but it's down in the village, and it was it's like turn of the century, last Ooh. century. Oh, I love oh, that. The brass the plumbing in the bathroom is all exposed, and all the the wainscoting, and oh, it just I up wood everywhere. Just fell in love with it. Oh, and um, one thing I enjoyed, uh, I like to have a martini or something like that before uh, eating, so I'd sit up at the bar. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed watching the bartenders because they did everything from scratch. Nothing was pre-made, mm-hmm. you know, and I really yes. enjoyed that. Because that's an art in itself. It is, truly. Yeah. Oh, I, I, if I could just say, too, about 7852. To me, it should be mandatory in um, uh, all film classes, whether it's high school or in, you know, higher than that. Completely. Uh, Definitely. I, I I get so many students who come up, you know, at the conventions and stuff saying that they're, you know, studying Hitchcock and they just got studying Hitchcock and stuff. But anyway, the movie 7852, 78 stands for that's how many frames are in the shower city. Wow. And 52, there's 52 different camera setups. That's how it gets its name, 7852. Thank God. For that little, thing. Yeah. I agree on the obligatory and Hitchcock in general. I mean, when you talk about the finesse and the craft of film and and directing and and just making a quality, timeless film, because it is. I mean, all of those are still so relevant today. Oh, they are. He was. Yeah. He was an absolute genius. Absolute yes. genius. Um, yes. I, you know, I, I I am so fond of, of a lot of his films, particularly the ones that are, you know, I, I love like uh, Rear Win- Window and Rope. Yes. I love yes. I love so much how Hitchcock had this ability to make an entire film in one room. You know, it's, Isn't it's just, that right? It's yes. Something about that when I when I watch those, you know, specifically those two, there's just, I'm just like, this man made an hour and a half, two hour film that took place in one single room. How, yes. you know, and it and it's captivating. There's not a second of, you know, 
kind of nodding off. You are engrossed enti- entirely in the oh, entire oh film. Oh, he has your attention. Yes, he he uh, knew. Psycho. I mean, that it just goes without saying. Psycho is. I mean, it's one of the most iconic films of of all time. You know, we go back to going back to the personas and films. It's like I think one of the the most endearing and heartfelt films of all time is It's a Wonderful Life. So you have like the yin and the yang. The yang would be Psycho. You know, it would be the yes. polar opposite, yes. Equ- yes. equally iconic. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Oof, I yeah. love it. I love it. Well, I have one I final question yeah. for you. Um, okay. And then, but I, I do want to mention first, though, um, the, uh, I'll put this at the beginning of the episode in a little bit, but uh, the Mid-Atlantic Nostalgia Convention is uh, is going on, and so we'll be seeing you there, and you'll be there uh, signing autographs and taking photos, and that's coming up uh, August 19th through the 21st, so we'll be doing, uh, so you'll be doing that. And do you look, you look forward to those every year? Very much so. This will be my first, well, other than Comic-Con, uh, but this is my first time uh, uh, where I'll have a booth myself. Uh, on the East Coast, all the others have been uh, here, in, uh, either in California or that one time in Vegas. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing a whole bunch of new people, too. So excited. And I'm excited to meet you in person as well. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes, ditto, ditto. Incredible. Well, yeah. m- Marley. Wait a minute, I hadn't talked to um, uh, Coppola. Yes. Uh, since I worked with him. Mm-hmm. That was in uh, 60, 19, that was in um, probably uh, fall of 1960 or early 61. Oh, wow. But, well, he he got in touch with me after I was in New York advertising 7852. Somebody who worked for him contacted Robert Graysmith asking how to get in touch with me. Wow. So, so uh, Robert got in touch with me and I said, yes. And so he did. And uh, he sent me, um, we talked for a little bit and he sent me some wine. That's so. That's so beautiful. I love that you kind of re- rekindled a little bit. That's that is wonderful. Yes. Well, uh, you know, and really like this interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, every interview I've done, I I have always mentioned uh, working with him, and uh, the genius that I saw in him, and it, and I don't mean it as, oh, I could recognize genius in anybody, blah, blah. No, to me, it is a heartfelt thing. Yes. That I, I saw in him. <clears throat> That's the, I mean, this, yeah. the sentimentalism, you know, I mean, it is. It's because it's like, like we said, kind of at the beginning of the conversation, it's like these people, to people in the industry, these people are, are more than, you know, they're not on pedestals. They're more kind of eye to eye. And you have this uh-huh. these sentiment this sentiment with, with them, you know. And yeah. it's it's a great respect for their work and the way that they mm-hmm. do what they do. So that's right. so I, I completely get what you're saying on, on that level. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean you've got um, you've got memories. You worked on that film together. Yes. Yes. Definitely. And I've never put anybody on a pedestal. I have maybe high esteem 
yeah. for people, you know, a person or whatever. Right. But I've never put them on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. I just, I, uh, I don't glorify them. I think that's what putting them on a pedestal you do. Exactly. You them. Which, no, which, I appreciate completely about them. I went horseback riding with uh, Steve McQueen. Uh, Why are you? Yeah. You're, you've been holding out on Steve McQueen stories. Wait a second. <laughs> on the beach in Malibu. Hold on. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> that is just so. What you just described is a film scene in itself. It just entered uh, uh, my mind. Uh, um, well, I didn't think about it for years and years, but anyway, uh, I knew um, Richard Donner, the director. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we called him at that time, it was Dickie Donner. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, I lived in uh, Santa Monica. I had a house uh, three blocks up from the ocean mm-hmm. on Channel Road. Little bitty uh, one bedroom that was built probably in the 20s or the 30s, which I thoroughly loved and oh. still love that type of a home. Yeah. Wood and, you know, and stuff. And I, I decorated, I went, uh, decorated it uh, from the um, Salvation Army. I got mm-hmm. a four poster, poster bed and I got a big uh, wood block. Uh, uh, table for the kitchen, you know, those big, thick things, old, old, old with the cabinets and stuff. Well, anyway, um, so anyway, uh, uh, Robert, we were talking one day, and he says, listen, uh, we're filming um, uh, Steve McQueen, he had his Western, and uh, he says, we're filming um, in Malibu tomorrow if you want to come down and I said sure I'm not doing anything so I did I went down I'm standing around watching and all that and and so there uh, Steve McQueen had a break or whatever he comes up and he says um uh do you like to ride and I said yeah and he said you want to go riding and I said sure Goodness. so he had the Wranglers get us a couple horses and we took off and rode for a little bit came back and that was it I've heard he's. I've heard he's a real. He was a real sweetheart. Well, he just was very nice to me. Another mm-hmm. time, I saw him another time, mm-hmm. and it was. Uh, let's see, mm, uh, 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 probably around sixty-five or something. I would say uh, we lived up in uh, Nichols Canyon. We had a house up there. Yeah, I know where that is. Uh-huh. It's the first canyon east of Laurel Canyon. Mm-hmm. And anyway, uh, we had this long driveway and a curved driveway. And the driveway led to a house next door to us. So we shared the same driveway. Yes. And I'm out. Uh, um, I have my bathing suit on and I'm out washing my car. I had a little Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. And uh, up he comes <laughs> on his bike and uh, wanted to know about that house up there. That's what he asked me. And I said, I don't know. I said, I think it's a rental. I don't know if it's for sale or anything. And I, we both smiled at each other like recognition came in, but that was it. Wow. You know, yeah. that type of thing. Uh-huh. So it was just nice and calm. That's sweet. Uh-huh. I've got a I've got a couple of friends who um who knew him and and have said very wonder wonderful things but that horse story that's that's amazing. 
I love that. Boy, what an what an incredible just I mean, I said it earlier in the conversation, but it's I'm just kind of processing everything. It's just you've lived such a, a wonderful and eclectic um life you know you've accomplished so much and you you and I love the I just love the fact that you were really really there for you know these these two especially on Playboy and Psycho not just for the novelty but the fact that these things were so they were kind of in the more you know beginning stages of everything and and they've still lasted and they're still so relevant and profound today but you were there when it at the start you were there you know Mm -hmm. that's so special it it is it is i'm just um totally just happened but you know it's just uh i've been very fortunate like that to have experience and to appreciate the experiences you know there's only two of us left uh, from psycho vera Mm. and myself yeah yeah no definitely but you guys, so I'm, that's why I'm so happy that you're able to come on and share some of those stories, you know, and, and throughout all of it as well, as you mentioned, I mean, you know, because you were working with some huge, you know, from Hitchcock to Hugh Hefner to Francis Ford Coppola. And, and the common theme that I noticed you said about all three of them is that they were all very professional and very respectful. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, Hefner, I made sure, uh, basically, what we talked about, I, w- I love uh, Mercedes and I wanted a oh a 56 um, it was like a roadster you know with the running boards and everything I, but it was way out of my price range I wasn't making that much mm-hmm. but I made sure that we talked about um, uh, Mercedes mm-hmm. uh, we just weren't on the same wavelength of lifestyle how about that right right yeah I get that I don't put him down or an Indian. I don't put people down, period. I mean, that's their lives, not mine. I don't stand in judgment. Mm-hmm. But you were there, and, and you got to see a lot of it happening, and, you know, it's special. Mm-hmm. Special. Mm-hmm. Well, well the, I'm looking forward to seeing you, too. Likewise. I am I'm so thrilled to, uh, to be – this will be – believe it or not, this will be my very first convention – and ah. it, and it will be my very first time interviewing in person in front of an audience so okay. i am i'm i'm excited a little nervous but i'm excited right. especially yeah. you know jerry mathers and tony dow and mary badham you know it's it's quite quite uh you know talk about first you know real deal in person audience interviews those are some I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, they'll just relax you. Yeah. I imagine. I think it's I think it's gonna be wonderful and I, I can't wait to, to uh to attend and to meet you and to you know, I think it's it's gonna be a wonderful time. I think so. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to it. Yes. Now uh when are you leaving to go? So uh, the flight, I think the flight is on the 18th. Um, Ours too. Where are you flying out of? LAX. Okay, we're flying out of Ontario. Okay, got it. Because I know there's, I know uh, he mentioned there's going to be a few others who are attending that will be on the same flight. I know they're trying to kind of keep them together a little bit. Um, right. But yeah, so it'll be the 18th. And then uh, I think it's a very, very early flight. So we should be there, I think, in the 
late afternoon or evening as far as Maryland goes that time. Yeah, ours is, uh, I don't know, I think we get it in there around almost nine at night. Uh-huh, okay. So that'll be, so right. then, and then they'll take you from the airport to the, to the hotel. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It'll be fun. Both um, think both of I think both of my interviews are Thursday, so we'll be able to have you know the other two okay. days, other two days to, you know, meet everyone and 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 kind of you know have those moments and see all of that. So I'm looking so forward to it. Yes. Okay. Well. Um, Thank you very much. I enjoyed this talk. I hope I didn't talk your ear off. No, 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 no. It was it was wonderful. Are you kidding? No, it was fantastic. Okay, and I know the uh, I know the listeners are going to love it as well. Um, I posted about this on uh, on Facebook the other day, and we actually one of our mutual friends um, who was it uh, it was Richard Leo uh, Lamott. He uh, he he commented. He said oh. he had he had breakfast with you recently. So, yeah, he did. Yeah, so so we were chatting, and, and he said, "What oh, what is what a small world?" <laughs> I know he got me. I donate to Fisher House because of him. That's incredible. We donate not a bunch, twenty five mm-hmm. a month. Yeah, in fact, I have I have quite a few that I, I donate a small amount to that I feel that do good. Good. Well, that's that's very. I mean that's very commendable, and I hope that inspires our listeners to donate as well. You know, yeah. that's that's right. I donate to wounded warriors also, mm-hmm. and uh, Hillsdale College. Yeah, um, I don't know. It was about four or five. Yes, well, that's I, that was something I loved so much about the convention was learning that it's a nonprofit that donates to, um, you know, cancer and things like that. I thought that was very touching. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the, yeah. So that was um, when they when they had asked me to do it. I did a little bit of research and discovered that, and I thought, wow, that's pretty special. So I, huh. I oh, love. Glad you told me. Yeah. So I love uh, love doing things that have causes. You know. Yes. Helping Ditto. helping others, but yeah. Um, one la- the one last question, and then we'll and then we'll sign off. So this is a, a left field question. I like to ask my guests. Uh, so. If you could be any character from The Wizard of Oz, who would you be and why? Um, <laughs> I know. I never, saw the, I never saw the movie. Wait, what? <laughs> you've you've never seen Wizard of Oz? No. Marley. <laughs> you have to watch The Wizard of Oz. I've never. Oh. I know it. You know, and I recorded it. Uh, but uh, 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 it, I got so many movies. I'm a movie. I love movies. Uh, I had so many movies on there that it uh, deleted it. And I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll get it another time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to uh, hear um, my favorite movie? Yeah, of course. I have, I have two. Mm-hmm. The original Fantasia. Yes. I love that film. And The Black Stallion. Ooh, nice. Nice. Coppola's father did the music in that. The photography is outstanding in that. Incredible. Uh, 
Yeah, it is. I'm a horse person, too. So I took lessons for a while. Um, I've been riding since I was 10. Used to ride uh, bareback, really. That was our favorite way. Mm -hmm. But um, I took lessons. I wanted to learn to jump. So I took English lessons. And that's when I first learned to ride with an English saddle. Wow. And that was in 75. So how old was I? Mm Mm-hmm. About forty, yeah. probably in there. Yeah, they were horses. Are such beautiful. They're they're very enigmatic, enigmatic, but but very kind kind of there. They are. They have a very mythical quality about them. They're majestic. Oh, they're beautiful. They're, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, do they pose too? Yes. I watched some um, uh, documentaries. This was in the mid '80s, and I I taped them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, it was all on horses and the science of them. And, and so they uh, attached a, um, uh, a, a a meter to their chest and had the horse run. Well, it, when it was just normal, it was da 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 But when he is full out running, it is <laughs> That's how fast his. I mean, it's even. I can't even do it fast enough. Yes. Um, how and, and and it was saying because he has to pump all that oxygen and that blood oh and you know and, and so he has the energy. Wow. That's yeah. Craziness. Well, Marley, thank you so much. Yes. For coming on the podcast, for sharing oh, your wonderful, your stories, you. your life. I look so forward to seeing you. And for the yeah. listeners, if you're attending the convention, stop by, say hello to Marley, take photos, all of that good stuff. Yes. Oh, and I have my, uh, I have my shower curtains too. <laughs> yes. And, and I, I made a shower curtain rod. So. I love it. And it's yeah. got the blood and the fake blood and everything, guys. Oh, Keep yes. a lookout. <laughs> Keep go say hi to her. You're not going to want to miss it. Yeah. All right, okay. everyone. This has been another episode of Calling Old Hollywood. I'm your host, Kat Lively. Thank you again, Marley, so much. Marley Renfro, everyone. Too.